RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. One second. And we are live and welcome back to Consultivation, the RLC uh, broadcast to talk about business and business issues and from a consultative uh, point of view. And um, it's good to be back. This is Eric, I'm Eric Swick and I've been gone for three weeks on a road trip back east in the States. And um, it was wonderful. I have family and friends back there, but it was miserable weather. So it was nice to get back to Colorado where the sun shines 330 days a year <laughs> and into the heat. I mean, back east, it rained probably nine out of 10 days. It was in the 60s and high of 70, I think was the most. Um, so it's good to be back. And uh, today we have Kevin Turnbull, who is the president of RLC LA, although he hasn't been in LA for quite a while. <laughs> Kevin's been no, that's in right. the UK, right? Yeah, I'm in the UK. I came across, um, I came through quarantine and decided that if, if, uh, if I was going to be here, I might as well be here for a month or so, seeing the family who I haven't seen for, um, gosh, 18, 20 months or something. So oh, I'm enjoying cool. catching up with them. That's nice. So when are they going to start booting you out, though, and say you're welcome, you've outworn your welcome? Well, <laughs> I'm sure they'd never do that, Eric. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and we have Barb Gay from Watson & Company in Colorado. And Barb, it's great to see you. Um, you know, we're going to be interviewing Barb today and talking about, you know, her background and what she's done. But the topic for today that we want to focus on also is the importance of managing the future and kind of being future forward in your thinking. Because often, you know, it seems like business owners, you get so caught up in the day to day, right? In the moment, you're putting fires out or, you know, you've heard the phrase of, you know, you got alligators that are jumping at you that you're trying to fight off. But you really, you know, we talk about needing to take that time to just think about, you know, where am I going? Where am I? Where am I? What's my vision? Where am I wanting to take my business? And it's that future forward look. And, um, you know, Kevin, I don't know if you have anything to say about that or anything you want to add about uh, thinking that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really interest, interested in um, uh, post-pandemic plans and what people are doing about that. Um, and that's everything from, you know, the working from home or going back to the office debate, but also what impact has the pandemic had on your sector, on your on your industry? Yeah. Um, because it is it has left many untouched, but others, you know, particularly the increase of online retailing, um, you know, traditional um, retail has been strongly um, affected by it all. So I'm interested yeah. in talking a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So let's get into you know talking with Barb and maybe we can talk about some of this future forward concept in the discussion that we have. I have some questions for Barb, but before we start there, I just want to say, you know, first of all, I've known Barb for many years and I consider her more a friend than a colleague, although 
I, you know, I used to own a CPA firm and Barb owns an accounting firm now as well. And we did a lot of the same kind of work, you know, working with small business owners, helping them be successful, making sure that they meet all the regulatory requirements for taxes and things like that. And uh, she has a great practice in the Denver area. Um, but I just I wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what Kevin talked about, you know, so 2020, early 21, <clears throat> obviously have been challenges for everyone in business. And I'm just curious, what have you learned about yourself and your business in this last 16, 18 months of craziness? And I know you just came back to the office, right? You just brought your team back, didn't you? Yes, we just yeah. we just brought them back. Um, well, the first thing I learned about myself was if you would have asked me two years ago, can I move everybody home and be productive and get things done? I would have said, absolutely not. It won't work. And so mm -hmm. I was obviously, as usual, wrong. Um, it did work. <laughs> I think there is this difference of when you're forced to do it, you know, I wasn't forced to stay home for that long, but when you are forced to move and you have to do it, you find ways of being very um, creative and getting things done. And you say, well, it's not an option. We have to do it. So I think that's one thing for myself. I think the other thing is right now, I've brought, everybody started coming back here probably about, well, it's probably been about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. And now it's a challenge of, who wanted to come back who didn't want to come back um and who wants to be here i've kind of I, I kind of started it as let's try monday through thursday at the office everybody working at home on friday so we're trying to do a little bit of a hybrid thing there um i have a payroll processor that i don't think i'll ever get back in the office um and because of some family issues my payroll manager is working more from home now than here um because she has elderly parents that work with her but it's it, that live with her so it's nice to be able to have those options i mean the yeah. i'm still getting work from people and the productivity but not having you know that seat would sit vacant if they couldn't do some of those things yeah yeah so now it's going to be the challenge of what do we where do we end and in the midst of all this we're moving our office in six weeks <laughs> so to a new office so um you know and i so i'm not getting too hot and heavy about what what our policies are going to be or what we're going to do till we kind of get over into that new office and figure out what that looks like too what what process did you use to arrive at this decision was it a team decision or was this something you came up how, how did you arrive at how you're going to handle this because i know in my conversation with other business owners, they're struggling with this decision as well in trying to figure out. And I've heard where, you know, they let the employees decide. I've heard where the owners decide. I've heard where, you know, it's kind of collaborative, but, you know, ultimately the owner has the final say. I'm just curious what, what your approach was in handling that. Well, ultimately in the beginning, um, when, when we didn't have vaccinations and we didn't have things, it was my decision to say, I'm sorry, I, I, you're going to stay home. I don't, I don't, I need to protect you health wise. And I didn't want that on me, you know, so I made that decision and I had some pushback. And what's interesting is the people I had pushback of going home are the people that I'm having pushback of coming back to the office. So <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious. I mean, you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, when we started coming back and I started thinking about, okay, 
you know, the, the, the nice part was everybody got vaccinated and talked about it, you know, just openly. I didn't ask, but they just said, hey, I'm getting my vaccine. I'm getting my vaccine now. And so once I got that, then we all started talking about let's try to shoot for July. Um, and we all had a discussion about it. I don't know that. I think it was just an open discussion, not necessarily a vote. And everybody right. kind of agreed. I said, I'm thinking Monday through Thursday. What do you think? Working from home on Friday. And everybody kind of said, yeah. So, I mean, it, nobody really pushed back on that. Yeah. You know, one of the things that has always admired me about you, Barb, is kind of, you know, the typical American success story of yours, because, you know, you started out at your company in an entry level position and worked your way up into a management position and then into eventual ownership of the business, which, you know, you see that from time to time, but it's not as common as you would like to see. But I guess from that, are there any I don't know if I'd call it regrets or anything that maybe you would do different in that path that, you know, looking back on it now, that might be good advice for others. And then what do you attribute that success that you've had to, you know, what is it about yourself or maybe the circumstances as they unfolded that resulted in, in the success that you've had? So my biggest regret is that I did not, um, get into RLC or meet Dave Evans sooner in my life. Mm -hmm. I had people around me that um, would say things to me about working in your business or working on your business instead of in your business. And I didn't do that soon enough. I didn't pull the trigger. I'm a classic person that got wound up in the fires and all of that. And I also am the classic person that if you ask why I was successful, it was all, I mean, I, my career was, and my personal life at times were all business. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. I yeah. think I'm as successful as I am because I worked really hard and I put in a lot of hours. And I'm not, and I, and I, that was to the detriment of some of my personal life as well. Um, so I, I, you know, there are parts now, I don't regret that. I mean, I chose this career and I love yeah. it. But, yep. but as I look back on my career and life, I would do it very different knowing what I know now. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's sometimes I think about, can I just push that button and rewind? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I knew what I knew now when I was a younger self. But uh, hindsight's such a wonderful thing. It is. Yeah, yeah, it would be but, that time machine. But what's nice for me to watch is, I mean, I am in, you know, I'm getting close to the end of my career now. I am trying to. I'm not trying to, I am mentoring somebody to take over for me. And mm -hmm. so I get to give him that knowledge and say, don't do the things I did, do it better. I mean, yeah. there are certain things I, you know, I, I'm proud of the things I've, I've, I've achieved. I'm not going to say it's all bad because I, I think I've learned this business inside and out and I've been able to make it successful, but don't make the mistakes I made. Choose your personal life more than business. Yeah. Because it'll it's, be there. It's interesting. Right, I, 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 I just I just saw the Dave influence when you corrected yourself. Not tried, but I am mentoring. So just just to mention, Dave is sorry he couldn't be here today. I forgot to mention at the beginning of the broadcast, he's in uh, London today or this week and working with a client, and he just wasn't able to be on the call. So right. I just wanted to clarify that. I'm sorry I didn't say that earlier. But no, that's that's a great point. That's a great point. Kevin, 
I've got a question. I've got a question for you. Um, I, I was uh, I was coaching a um, a thirty year old guy who was uh, who worked in an accounting firm. He was the son of the owner, and I was kind of asking him about succession plans and stuff like that. And he kind of went, "Nah." Um, you know, he basically seen his father kind of you know herding cats for all his life, you know, yeah. getting people involved and motivated. So my question to you is, what what was the motivation behind you going from senior director, senior employee to owner? What caused you to do that? Well, you know, it's interesting. My dad owned his own company. And I think that I came from a family. I watched that. He was 55 uh, when he kind of got my dad is of the era that he didn't have a college degree. And so he was a self-made man. So I watched that growing up, um, even though I have a college education, I and he insisted on it. Um, but I mean, so I watched how hard he worked and he would say, you always have to work so much harder if you don't have a college degree. You get your foot in the door if you do. You may still have to do the work, but it's so much harder. Anyway, he was pushed out about 50 or 55 out of a big company and started his own company. So I think for me, I saw that and it didn't scare me. You know, there were, I didn't have that fear of what's small business like. I, I watched him, he figured out, I got to make money now. He didn't have any employees, which was a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> he worked for himself, but I was never afraid of making money for myself. I was never afraid of being able to make money. I just right. didn't have that. I'm sure I had fears of that at times, but it, it didn't, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a second guess for me. I just saw it and I did it. So it, it, it kind of became natural to you. It was yeah. a, it was an obvious stepping stone. Right? Yes. I yes. get it. Yeah. Good. So I want to go to that concept of the future and future forward and talk a little bit about that because you mentioned that you're meeting Dave and RLC and what they've done for you. So can you talk about how you have employed the strategy in your business of kind of this looking into the future as opposed to just being in the moment? Well, first of all, it starts with, I, I don't know that I, while I knew where I wanted to go prior to starting to work with Dave, I don't know that I ever shared it with anybody else. It was always my goals. And I did have a business partner for a period of time. So she and I would talk about where our goals are, but I was never, I was never saying to my team, Hey, this is where I want to go. Do you, you know, I want you guys to come with me. I, I, I want us to all be successful there. If we get here, here's what this means for you. Do you guys want to go there? Where are we at? Um, I think that I always had meetings with my team. Um, I think that I had goals of where I wanted to go, but I never really had a framework. I never had something to go back to all the time and say, well, does that fit in our framework? We decided this is where we're going. Am I really making decisions now that are part of my framework? And I was not. <laughs> I was doing it by the sea. I mean, again, not all of it was bad, but I mean, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't always referring to that. Now yeah. I find it very easy when I hire somebody to say to them, here's what we are. Here's where we are. Here's our framework. Here's our, here's our cornerstones. Here's what our beliefs are and our values. Um, there's no surprises when they get in there and understand that. Um, and what have you seen as a result of having this framework and having this vision and, you know, kind of knowing where you're going? What, what has that done for you or your organization? Well, it's helped me to move forward, even though I fight it sometimes and try to 
go back, it, it really does push me forward. It, it's in my head constantly. Is this in the framework? Is this where we're going? Is this what we want to do? And um, I just didn't do that in the past. I would let it take me rather now, I think. And I'm not going to say you don't go two steps forward and you step back one sometimes because of circumstances. You know, but I, but I also think it's also made me really look at it's important for people to have a good personal life and have goals for themselves in their personal lives also yeah. because it's not just about the work. It's about what what can I what can I do here at Watson and Company that will help me get what I want in my personal life. Yeah. And yeah. then do I have the time in my personal life? You know, one of the things was we always had two weeks vacation. Um, and that was kind of where we were forever. And we talked about it. It's not like it's a big thing, but I went to pay time off versus vacation. Mm -hmm. And so, and we've increased that a bit. It's three weeks now. It's not, you know, but, and I, and, and in the past, I never would have said to somebody, yes, you can be gone for 10 days. I would have said, no, I need you only gone for a week, you know, and those types of things. I'm trying to open up to more of that because I do find people work harder before they go and harder when they come back to achieve those things. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so, you've, not, so what you're saying is you've mellowed <laughs> over the years. That's what I'm hearing here. <laughs> well, I think, I think, uh, the people that have been around me, uh, for the past 10 years would say, yes, she has. <laughs> uh, she's yeah. mellowed. You know, yeah. it's, it's interesting. You mentioned that you had a partner and last week we had Doug and Cynthia on the show. I wasn't here, but I I've listened to the show and, um, you know, they talked about from a perspective of having family members working together. In fact, they have a couple of their kids that work in the firm as well. And how are the dynamics of that? Talk to me a little bit about the dynamics of having a partnership. Obviously, you don't have a partner anymore, so there were some challenges, whatever. But talk to me a little about that because, you know, a lot of people are in partnerships. And, you know, I've always had this philosophy when I had people come to me when I had my firm, they said, hey, my best friend here and I, we want to start a business. And I say, you know, for every partnership I put together, I take one apart. So eventually we're going to sit at this table unless, and then I talk about the things that you really need to put in place to ensure success. So I'm just curious about your journey and what happened. Um, I think what happened, I, I think that the partnership was very good in the beginning. Um, and I wanted it just as much as I thought about not having it. Um, there were, there were some things that I don't think I was strong enough or confident enough in doing that. I felt I needed the partnership and mm -hmm. I learned from that. Um, I would say the biggest thing for me, if I had to do a partnership over again, would be, I tried very hard to have everything up front. I tried to say, let's talk about worst case scenarios before we get into the partnership, because that's when you still like each other and everybody's happy and you're doing everything. Um, so I think my partnership was good for about five years. It, it ended after 10. Um, I, unfortunately, I think the part that wasn't good and when it got bad and the communication stopped because we just, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a divorce. It's like a bad marriage to some degree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when it gets bad, then everything becomes a big ordeal. Um, I was sad when it ended because I, I had worked with my partner for many years. Um, and so, but, but it was also good. It needed to happen. You know, it's by the time we got to the end, it needed to be done. Yeah. Yeah. There were good parts of it too. Again, I, you know, I don't, I don't like to always see the bad and everything. I think it's good and bad. 
I think I got a lot out of it. It taught me a lot about communicating with people that I didn't. You know, I, I've never been married. So for me, it was, it, the, that partnership was like a marriage to me. And there were a lot of things I needed to learn about communicating that, yeah. were, that I didn't do well. You know, I was always making my own decisions and that yeah. type of thing. So it taught me a lot of that, um, which has helped me with my team down the road too. Yeah, very interesting perspective there. That's that's very nice. Kevin, do you have anything? Well, I, I, I mean, I think it's quite difficult to work with family and friends. I'll be I'll yeah. be straight up front. And but talking to Doug and Cynthia, you know, with two of their um, grown-up kids in the business, they had a kind of a laid-back, holistic. We don't argue. We're all quite reserved as individuals. The chemistry really works. Um, and and so for every one of those, like like you said, Eric, there's the other one, like the like the accountant guy I mentioned, who was the son of the owner, and uh, and I'm sure he disappointed his dad by not wishing to be the successor. Yeah. Um, but you've kind of got to live with that. You know, it's an important part of being a leader and a grown up and a and a and, a, and an adult. You you can't force people to go down particular routes. Um, and, and, and I think that flexibility of mind, you know, um, going back to our other topic about um, future forwards, you've got to be really flexible about this. You've got to think what is happening to, um, you know, what is happening to the business in the pand pandemic, for example. I've got a client who's in home gyms, um, oh. so, so 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 weightlifting equipment, so so biggish things, um, and he's seen his revenues go up from like three million to sixteen million. <laughs> uh, through the pandemic, and, uh, and 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 which has been fantastic, but he's got he's been presented with, well, is it going to be sustainable? You know, is this a difference that's going to last forever, or is it going to taper off, or should I cash in now? And so he's been having to, he's been forced to face a new reality and new challenges, and he's had to think future forward. And I think that's a good example of yeah. what the title's all about. Yeah. So, Barb, I know that you're in the process of doing a rebranding, I believe, for your firm. Can you talk about that and kind of what your future forward view is, where you're headed? Well, it's been very exciting for me to do my rebranding um, because I was a second generation person who bought an accounting practice. I didn't start it on my own. Yep. So, and there was a period of time where it felt like it was still his and not mine. Um, I will say the one piece I do think I grew and kind of took to a different level was the payroll. But again, you know, you try to, when you buy a practice from somebody or your second generation, there's little things about it that it's like, it's not mine. It's his name. It's not, even though, even though I wanted to keep the name because I felt I was part of growing that name. Yeah. So rebranding has been very exciting. Um, it's, uh, my rebranding. It's it's Radish Accounting is going to be my new my new brand name, and Radish Payroll those types of things. Yeah. Um, and the what's the significance of the word Radish? Well, the whole concept of Radish is about growth, and right. in a in a global in a global way, growth for me, growth for my team individually, growth of clients, and being able to um, with advisory help my clients learn how to grow. So mm -hmm. it's, it's all about, and it's about an experience of you come in, you come into Radish Accounting and it's modernized. It's not, you're going to go into the old 
accounting firms. We're still going to do the accounting work, which I know is not exciting to most people. But <laughs> every time you come in, you're going to have experience with the team that everybody that everybody on our team will give an experience to that person that walks through our door. And it's about, you know, trying to find out where everybody wants to grow, whether that be personally, professionally, and with your employees or not. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, that's nice. When's that, when's that happening? Well, September 1st. Okay. Yeah. Coming so, up. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. It's gonna be, uh, and it's, and it's gonna feel like it's mine to some degree. Um, but the nice part of it is whoever takes over from me down the road, they don't have to rebrand. They can still be a part of this experience because it's part of the team too. Yeah. All of, yeah. Us, are, all of us are building this Radish Accounting. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because, you know, my name, I used it on my firm and I often thought, you know, why am I doing that? You know, because it's not just me. I, you know, I didn't do much of the work there. It was right. a team. And, uh, you know, my name doesn't really describe what we do. And so I think that's a great idea. I'm excited about it. It'll be, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be different and it'll be interesting to see, but we're trying to bring the clients in on it to do different types of events. Obviously, um, the logo that we have that, and of course I didn't come up with this cause I'm not very, I don't have any of that brain. Uh, <laughs> but the logo that we came up with the actual radish itself is very modern looking, but the top of the radish is a W. And oh. so that keeps the Watson, it still keeps the legacy there. Oh, nice. But it's just that little piece of it that's the legacy. Yeah. So it's, so it's kind of nice to, to keep it and keep it moving forward. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think that's great, Bob. You're, you're kind of aiming high. You know, you've, we've had apple, we've had blackberry, now we've got radish. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> good, good idea. I didn't think about that. <laughs> is, is there a little bite out of the radish? Uh, no, there is not. <laughs> or a little caterpillar peeping out? No, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So you talked about, you know, that you did this work with the framework. Had you gone back and revisited that? Well, it's interesting you bring that up because as we're doing our rebranding, we're trying to button all of that back down and we are revisiting it and getting that in t in line before September 1st, what our next 24 month goals are going to be for that. Yeah. And how and that's important- a really, yeah, That's a really good, that's a really good point, uh, isn't it, Eric? Worth reinforcing that, you know, you do a framework, you kind of set, you, 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 you set your business where you are now, where you're going, but it's a live thing because yep. things change. Right. You know, the right. pandemic comes along, things right. change. And, uh, and 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 you know, after a year or twenty-four months, you might be thinking differently about new opportunities, about you know, increasing your payroll division or doing more accounting or whatever it might be. Yeah, so it's yeah. a live document and needs to be revisited. Yeah, yeah, especially since you know you accomplish things that are on your plan. You know, you then you put new things on there, right? You have to revisit it. So that's good. That's I'm I'm happy to hear that you're doing that and that you're focused on on the future, even though long-term, you're not going to be there, but you know, you're going to be there for several more years and, uh, right. you know, shape the future of that firm. It's well, great. and I see myself as part of this firm in an advisory type position in the future, more so than in the accounting 
portion of it. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. What do you mean by the advisory side of the business? Because I hear that a lot from people that that's kind of the trend in the accounting profession, that it's moving in that direction. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, I see it in two ways. I see there's an advisory part that you, for your clients, they're all for your clients, obviously, but I see an advisory part to get a client up to speed just in business period. So give them the tools that they need to, you know, just read their financials or use the information that we provide to them to grow their business. Then I also see it as as part of the, the RLC and creating a framework with them and actually, you know, starting at that point um, with them as well. So I, I can see it in, you know, they're, it's kind of unique. I mean, not everybody is going to buy the framework piece of it, not necessarily buy, but I mean, they don't feel they need that. Although I feel everybody needs it. And I would yeah. say strongly everybody does, but I think it would start with the framework piece. And then from that, the, these other offshoots of things, you know, teach me how to read a financial statement. Yeah. Which again, some of my team does that, but they don't always have the time to do it with everybody. Yeah, it's not consistent. And exactly. you know, I was just having this conversation with someone, I think it was just yesterday, where, you know, so many people, they go into business because they have a skill, you know, whether it's fixing a car, fixing someone's teeth, you know, cooking a meal, whatever it is, you know, that's why they go into business, not because they know about business and how to manage people. And, you know, this person specifically said, you know, I stink at HR. And it's like, well, you don't have to do that, and but you need to understand it. And so... Yeah, I, I think that's a real need out in the business world is someone that can help business owners at least better understand all aspects of running a business. And so that you could drive them to working on instead of in the business, right? Right. And I also think it's key, you know, like you said, somebody for me, I was an accountant, I became an owner. Um, you don't know how to manage people. You don't know how to keep your people. You don't know those skills. You try to take classes and do it. But I but I do think that the framework itself really helps you to manage those people. I mean, wrapping yeah. it all up in that just makes it makes it much better. And I think I've learned that skill to be able to, to help people so that you don't have a revolving door with your people because that costs us all money as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think it brings clarity to what is this business? What is our culture? Who fits in here? And, you know, people need that. They need to understand where you're going. What is it that you expect? You know, what is acceptable behavior? Those kinds of things are important to people. When you look at surveys of employees and what's important to them, compensation never is at the top of the list. It's always way down. It's those other things that, you know, I think the framework and, you know, having this future forward view helps define for them. Right. I agree. Good. Any last comments or words of wisdom from anyone? Um, I, 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 you know, just echoing what you just said there, I, if I had a, a dollar for every time that, you know, I've talked to business owners or directors who, who are going on about recruitment and, you know, how terrible this new employee is, who, by the way, was great when they hired them a month before. <laughs> um, and I keep, I keep kind of laying down the mantra that you know this is just being a manager. You know, you're you're running a firm of twenty people. This is not a big deal, but you're making it hard by not recruiting well and not onboarding well. 
Mm. And things like the framework, you know, because it's a it's a vehicle for telling people what you believe in and where you're going and all of those other things, it gives people a comfort and improves their productivity. But I'm always a pain to drag them back saying, I don't know why you put, you're tearing your hair out. You recruited badly, you didn't onboard, so what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got an employee who doesn't really know what they're doing that you're unhappy about. We'll sort it out. That's what a manager does. It's yeah. not that difficult. Yeah, yeah. But people don't want to take that responsibility, I think, is part of the problem. So that's good. That's a good point, Kevin. Barb, anything, last words? No, thank you. This is uh, this has been fun. I'm, I'm happy to be back on the call. And it's it's always good to uh, to share and try to help people. That's yeah. Fine. Well, Absolutely. I appreciate you being brave and letting us prep you with these questions. Um, but I don't think we're no too hard. We could have been a lot tougher, Bob. You know oh, that. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks, and uh, hopefully we get to see you guys next week. Yep. All it's right. been great to be here, Eric. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.